Blog Talk Radio.
especially the wonderful people who clean up after them as they put themselves in harm's way each and every day. And Bob's favorite people, the people who stock the shelves in the supermarket. Tonight's program is dedicated to a gentleman I've known for a few years, a tremendous person, tremendous personality. He started his radio career uh, calling the uh, uh, Chicago Cubs games with the great Harry Carey uh, and also did the White Sox games. Uh, he moved on from there to the University of Illinois where he did play for play-by-play for both the basketball and the uh, football team. And then we had the good luck 18 years ago of having him move to, to Tampa and become the announcer for the uh, Tampa Bay Devil at that time, the Devil Rays, and now it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, George Willis passed away last Saturday night. Uh, to George's family, we send out our deepest regrets and sympathy, and what a wonderful guy that we had a chance to know for uh, many, many years. Well, guys, it looks like it's uh, going to be a heavy night uh, on MMA. Uh, boxing is a little light again this week. Uh, what do you think, Tony? I think there's a a match with uh, Tony Harrison tonight out of Australia. But right. it sounds like the MMA guys have got better stuff going on tonight. Yeah. Please go ahead with the Harrison fight. Uh, he's fighting. Uh, well, I'm not sure you see the guy's last name. Uh, the Zushu? Zushu? Yeah, yeah, I can't pronounce it either. But uh, I, I predict he's probably going to take Harrison out. I don't think Harrison mm-hmm. will survive this one. Mm-hmm. All right. He's been a little, uh, let's say, remiss in uh, in his training as, as well as uh, being in the ring for a while. So I hope that the rust is not uh, too too uh, thick on those uh, arms and legs. But uh, yeah. The other question I want to ask you is, uh, Shakar Stevens is uh, calling out. He wants the winner of the uh, Andy Lomachenko fight. Uh, now that in itself, Amy, Amy Lomachenko fight is is going to be a a pretty pretty strong uh, card. Uh, and what you, who do you think is going to win that one? Yeah, oh. it's always hard to go against Lomachenko, but I mean, Shakur Stevens is one bad dude, so I I don't know. I'd probably lean towards the curve, to be honest with you. But I don't know that it would necessarily be a knockout. It might go all the way. Um, mm-hmm. At that point, I mean, it could go either way because Lomachenko is really good and fast about getting the points in there. So, mm-hmm. hey, Bob, I know, I'd, I'd like I to know who, who are you going for on that one. I, I want to know your opinion on that one. Well, you know, I love Lomachenko. I really do. Um He's got a, a good wingspan. He's got good practice abilities. But remember, he was fighting over in his home country. So he's yeah. coming back in uh, a little uh, a little tight on his in the, uh, arm strength. So I would think uh, uh, Devin Haney, has a, uh, being as fast as he is and taking everything to the center of the ring, I think he's got a, uh, an awful good chance on this one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Bob, what what do you think of? Uh, uh, it's not the uh, it's not the Oscars, but I guess I guess it is for uh, a fighter. Uh, Sujito getting uh, is the first one to reach seventy five clean 
state of uh, drug drug screens after uh, after fights. Uh, what do you think of that? I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. About what? Oh, I'm sorry. Henry Cejudo. Uh, it was the first oh, one. Cejudo. Cejudo, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's the first one to reach uh, 75 complete uh, drug tests uh, without failing. Oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, well, that, that that's good. That's great. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's – here's my thing. Okay, you know, I, that's great. He's that good without any P, PEDs. Um, PEDs, I, I guess I missed the boat on those. They came out for athletes. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, whether it's football or baseball on steroids or fighters on steroids or PEDs. Um, I, I missed the whole train on all that. You know, uh, I, I, I never got involved in any of that. Um, I, I don't even know what they are. Like, I, I was always kind of a heavy set guy, and, and uh, no one ever offered them to me, I guess. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> like, I didn't know they really existed. But the fact, you know, the, the uh, you know, I, I prefer everyone to be clean. Uh, that, that, that puts everyone on the same level. Um, but at the same time, uh, steroids is what kept my grandma alive the last few years of her life. So I have, you know, I'm kind of ignorant to the topic of all this stuff. Um, yeah, you know, so different. I guess they have their place. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I think, I mean, if you, it, it's, here's my thing with anything. It comes down to ethics, how you act when no one else is looking. If you're okay with being a champion, knowing you cheated a little bit, that's on you. You, you know, like that's, yeah. that's something you've got to deal with, in my own opinion. You know what I mean? If you, if you sure. can't be the best in your division or the best person you can be without PEDs, then, then, well, maybe there should be another division, mm-hmm. you know, for you guys or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, um, just so everybody knows, there, there's a big difference between metabolic um, steroids and medical steroids. So. Medical steroids open up the uh, the lungs and uh, uh, take care of some. Sometimes they actually take care of some water in there that that uh, may cause uh, congestive heart failure. So uh, um, that that yeah, I'm, I'm ignorant to all that. I leave that yeah. I leave that up stuff up to the wife. She she's the the yeah. smart one. Right. I you know right. And what do you think about the uh, Brunson? I guess is now decided he's got to retire after his. Uh, Corner through in the towel uh, his last fight. Uh, say the name again. Brunson, Derek Brunson. Oh, Derek Brunson. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't. Uh, Derek Brunson. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, let's see, I, I remember something about that. Um, when did he fight last? Uh, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Hey, okay, team. so yeah, I mean. There, there's a there's a lot of people that uh, are retiring right in now. There's a whole new up and coming elite force of fighters uh, that you know are coming and been training uh, cross training for years now, and they're younger. You know, me being an older competitor and seeing, I always vote for these older competitors and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. as a fighter, we always want to stay in the ring and, and keep competing, and we think you know we've got it, but. Uh, man Brunson you know his corner throwing the towel on him so you know it's it's time for him to go uh 
Uh, yeah. Vincent Henderson just, just retired as well. You know, he's been around forever, WEC champ, uh, UFC champ. Um, you know, fought some amazing people over his career. But the age, you, you just – we – there's not really any old MMA fighters or old boxers. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you can do jujitsu from six years old to 60 years old, as long as, you know, no one treats you too bad. But when you come into the, the, the contact, you know, uh, of boxing and, and, and MMA, it just, the lifespan's a lot shorter than anything else. And though you still have that fighter mentality, man, the body's just not there. Mm-hmm. We want to welcome Caden. Caden, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was a, had a good little day. I'm ready to have a better show. Yeah, I heard uh, you captained the boat today, huh? Took yeah, your crew out uh, to move the boat? Yeah, with uh, Trevor and Lugs on the board as well. Yeah, good. Hey, uh, Caden, can you uh, uh, give us a rundown on the uh, – Tabitha Ricci uh, submitted uh, Jessica Pena, Pena, Pena uh, last week. Uh, can you give us a rundown on that one? Um, I didn't necessarily watch that fight, uh, but I, I definitely think there's there's more exciting fights on that card. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we'll definitely get into later on in the show, but a good one to start off with was um, – Shock, I don't know if I've talked about it, uh, but Shavkat Rachmanov versus Diofni. Mm-hmm. Shavkat coming right. into the fight at um, he was sixteen and zero coming into that fight against Diofni, and he got he got the submission win in round three, four minutes into the third round, and he's now seventeen and zero. And you know this was probably his big mm-hmm. test yet, and. When, you know, he, he's been in the UFC for not extremely long. I'm pretty sure three years or something like that. And he's made a name for himself already. He's kind of one of those fighters that mm-hmm. isn't completely proven yet. But you see, mm-hmm. you see the, uh, the, the development. You see his potential in the sport. Like, Shavkat has such explosive jujitsu and striking. And he's so long and lengthy that he's kind of like the, perf- the perfect, you know, physical fighter. And he also has the mindset and the skill set to execute what he needs to do inside the octagon to not make it only watchable, but he wins the fight decisively, dominantly every single time, especially against a fighter where it's so hard to dominate like Geoff Neal. Geoff Neal is a very safe fighter. Geoff Neal likes to... He doesn't like to overextend himself to get himself into bad positions where he can potentially lose the fight. And it's very mm-hmm. hard to get. That's why it's very hard to finish Giovanni. It's very hard to get him in a hard spot where you can get him to not only tap or you know get or get TKO'd. And Shavkat did it, and he did it standing up. It was a standing submission against one of the best wrestlers in that weight division, Giovanni. And definitely, mm. definitely has a has a longer, longer UFC road to to UFC gold in front of him, and I can't wait to see what this this young prospect has to has to show for it. Good, good. Hey, uh, Jeff made uh, him earn it though. Oh yeah, he yes he did. Yes, Almost went to the decision. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I was all behind. Uh, uh, 
Shavkat as well, and, and uh, I thought it would be more dominant. Um, but, you know, working his way up the ranks, the guys are getting tougher, and Jeff Neal did a good job. But Shavkat is just – he's a specimen. Hey, uh, Bob, I see uh, you're uh, – you, why don't you do a uh, uh, a report on the John Jones fight last week? That's an OMG right there. So, Jones, uh, undisputedly one of the best, if not the best, the GOAT of uh, MMA, uh, did his – heavyweight debut uh we've been waiting what three and a half years Caden, two and a half years uh for him to move up that way and get yeah to get cleared of any kind of legal stuff or whatever and was hoping for a shot of at uh um uh i'm pretty his name right now the ex-champ but ended up getting Cyril gone and Cyril gone uh uh was uh undoubtedly one of the toughest strikers in that division and technical and all of that. Um, and Jones came out and just dominated. I don't, I don't think one punch was thrown. Uh, Jones just came out and not known for so much. His wrestling um, wanted to come out and make a statement. I believe he did just that to the heavyweight division that look, I'm not only heavyweight, but I'm more well-rounded right now. So, uh, and just immediately came out and got a submission on Cyril gone, you know, and that's definitely Cyril's uh, uh, weak point is, is, is his ground game. Um, but, you know, so it'll be exciting to see Jones uh, do some striking or whatever. And, and Cyril gone, have to work his way back up the ranks to see what he could do and develop as a fighter. But Jones just came out and then Jones, it felt like Red, or buying a Tyson fight of back in the day. It's just, oh, here they are, the big hype, and now it's over. You know, hey, great, again. Yeah. You know, so, but Jones, uh, you know, whether I like him or not as a person, is is probably the GOAT, the best, one of the best athletes of all time. Um, my personal feelings aside, way to go, John Jones. You're freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, you, you, you the man. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, showing. Mm-hmm. I completely agree okay. with everything you said there. And the assessment of the fight, but I disagree with you on one aspect. When okay. you talk about a uh, uh, wrestling with John Jones, and you said uh, he's not very known for his wrestling. Now I'm going to say this: he he is not extremely known for his wrestling. A lot of people when they when they think of John Jones, they think of his front kicks and his spinning elbows. But wrestling is his main martial art, and wrestling is what he's actually best at in all of his entire, you know, every single martial art, wrestling is his number one. It's what he learned first uh, growing up as a kid with Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones and Arthur Jones, both NFL players. Chandler Jones being one of the best uh, right ends in the league and maybe possibly of all time, he's one of the best. And you know, he used those long legs and all these long limbs to kind of wrap anybody up and it's pretty hard to get out of a net, you know what I mean? And that, that's pretty much what he makes himself into when he's when he's uh when he's in full sprawl. He kind of makes himself into a little bit of a net. And you know, mm-hmm. and the thing about the striking was it, it was crazy. You know, I I think the the matchmakers definitely expected a different outcome. They didn't expect a smart, decisive win. 
from, in, in my opinion, I didn't think they they they, uh, they expected that type of win, that type of performance from John Jones. But when you think about it, Cyril Gaon is the only heavyweight in UFC in the top 15. He's the only uh, heavyweight in the top 15 that hasn't done a wrestling match and doesn't have a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So it's kind of a very mm-hmm. unfair matchup when you think about it. You know, right. the best wrestler before that fight that Cyril Gaon had matched up with was Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou is a boxer. He is Ngannou, right, more right. Than a boxer, and he got out-wrestled by him when Francis Ngannou had a teared MCL and uh, ACL in the same fight, on the same leg. And he lost in a wrestling match to that, which is pretty crazy. And I really don't know what the, the matchmakers were thinking. Now, when John uh, fights Sepe, because that's what's going to happen next, when John fights Sepe, a lot of people, are, are, I think, are going to be surprised in that Sepe is going to be a much tougher opponent for Steel Don. And, you know, even Francis Ngannou was talking about this. And uh, I believe that's the name that you were thinking of before uh, was, was Francis Ngannou. But yes, Francis yes, was talking about how Sepe is a much better fighter than Steel Gaon when he fought because you know, Stepe in their first fight when, when Stepe was champion and Stepe was on top of the world and without a doubt the, probably the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, um, you know, he fought Francis Ngannou and he beat Francis Ngannou. He beat Francis Ngannou, I'm pretty sure, in a third round finish. And, and, and then he comes out and gets absolutely knocked out and obliterated in their second fight, but you know, that doesn't really matter. Sepe was out of his day in that fight. But you know, I take it from somebody who's fought them both. You know, Francis fought Cyril uh, Gaon, and he fought, he fought Sepe twice. And if if Francis really thinks that, that Sepe is a lot harder opponent than Cyril than Gaon, I'm, I'm going to take his word for it. And, you know, John Jones better not better not look at Sepe as a, as a, uh, as a walkover fight. He's definitely not. No. Hey, what do you, uh, Caden? What do you think about the Gamrot versus Turner? That was surprising. I mean, you know, uh, Turner really, really did well, a lot better than I thought he would do. You know, I'm I'm very happy that you brought up that fight because a lot of people don't really know who Jalen Turner is, and you know, everybody, you know, most people, if you've been around for the UFC and you kind of got to know the roster a little bit. You've most likely heard the name Maltese Gamarot, uh, because he, he's usually in kind of either the last prelim fights or he opens up a main card like he did this main card. And, and honestly, it was a great it was a great performance by Maltese Gamarot. I'm not gonna take anything away from Jalen Turner because he put on a show. And I think uh, that was yeah. regardless of the loss, you know, regardless of him winning or losing that was his best performance that I've seen from Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner's known to be an overachiever. He's known for, for going out there and putting his heart on the line and his soul on the line in the octagon. And he definitely did that his last fight. And he showed out. He balled out. In my opinion, you know, they both won. They both won that fight. It was pretty. What was what was your? Uh, I'm sure you were having fun watching that, that fight, Bob. What was your what was your take on it? Man, it was it was super close, back and forth. And and if Jalen Turner, just like you said, I mean, he he, I think he uh, 
his performance really kind of matches his opponent and how the like because uh, Gamrot brought the best out of Jalen Turner and Jalen Turner. I mean, I was thinking, yeah, go see Biscuit. You know what I mean? Like, just needed that whole uh, you know someone to push him to that level and to to turn out that kind of performance. I mean, it was there was times where you know I was clinched up thinking this this might go the other way. You know, I mean this this could possibly. I mean. Gamrot was a machine, but Jalen Turner stayed in there, and they just kept exchanging and kept exchanging, and and uh, it was it was phenomenal. I was I was very very impressed with both of them. Now, that that sure was a fun fight, but there was a fight right yeah. before that that I know you watched and you know I watched. Oh, Bo Nichols, yeah, Bo Nichols versus <laughs> Jamie Pickett. What were you, what was your thoughts on the three time NCAA champion and former? Uh, NCAA Athlete of the Year's performance in his UFC debut. Yeah, he uh, he just came out and manhandled the guy. It was it was and Jamie Pinkett's no slouch. You know, I mean, thirteen nine. You know, thirteen and nine. He's been around. He's a good fighter. But this and Bo Nickel had a, a big. I mean, again, debut in the UFC is on a on, on your opening fight for a John Jones performance. You know, and the dude came out and delivered I, as whatever. I mean, Penn State or wherever he's out of, man, they should have been celebrating. That, that guy is well decorated and it's well earned. You know, he did he did phenomenal. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it is Penn State, and you know, they have some great wrestlers come out of that program, and they they kind of do rival that of uh, Missouri. You know, Missouri has Tyron Woodley. Um, uh, Michael Chandler, and oh, they have someone else. I just, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't really remember. But very, very, very good wrestlers coming out of them. And you, you've got to think, you know, if a guy's a three-time national national uh, NCAA champion for wrestling, and he's also he was also a um, NCAA athlete, uh, athlete of the year, and that athlete of the year trophy includes collegiate football players and collegiate basketball players too, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. You know, he, he was he was balling out over names like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and some some other, you know, crazy crazy good basketball players and NFL players that year. And he won athlete of the year over them. And everyone if you were watching uh any of the Dana White contender series, then you probably heard the two names, Paul Rosas Junior and Bo Nickel because they absolutely showed out in in Dana White Contender Series. You know, I, I'm pretty sure Bo Nickel has not. You know, in, in all of his fights relating to the UFC, he has not taken a fight that has lasted outside the first round because all of his fights in, in in the Contender Series were ended in the first round, and this fight that he fought Jamie Pickett ended in the first round. And I'm glad we brought up Julius Turner. Jay, Jamie Pickett reminds me exactly, exactly of Jalen Turner. To me, they're basically yeah. the same fight. And, you know, and Bo Nickel went out there. He did his thing. You know, he absolutely dominated Jamie Pickett. And I really didn't. To me personally, Jamie Pickett didn't really have that much of a, a chance. Right when the bell, right when the bell sounded, the fight was pretty much over. Nobody in that, nobody in the in the lower ranks of that division, has the wrestling that can that is on par with Bo Nickel, 
and it's only un- until he's going to get up in the higher ranks, just like Shavkat Rachmanov, that he's going to start getting these, you know, higher level, higher level wrestlers. Because most of the, if, if you're a good wrestler in the UFC, you're top five, or you should be top five in your division. If you're a good wrestler, it's almost like a cheat code. You know what I mean? It's right now wrestling is is so vital to learn in this martial arts because the game is changing. There are less and less kickboxers, less and less boxers because wrestling is just such a dominant martial art. Because if you have the ability to manhandle someone, then why are you and, and take no damage? Then why are you standing on the feet, swinging and banging with with the guy right next to you when when you could? Avoid all of the damage. Go to the ground, get the finish, and win the fight. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, Tony, I got a question for you. They finally uh, finalized the uh, deal with Tyson uh, Fury and uh, Alex uh, Music uh, for four twenty nine. Music. Didn't want to, to accept, but he finally did accept the 70-30 cut on the purse. But the only way he would do it was that uh, Tyson Fury has to give a million dollars to the people of Ukraine uh, once they finish the fight. What's your thoughts? I'm glad he pulled that one off. That's something that wouldn't be too easy to do. But, hey, if that's what it takes for him to fight, let's get her on. Let's get her done. Yeah, this has been hanging around for a long time. Oh um, yeah, yeah. This one, this one. There's a bunch of good ones coming here in the next two months. Uh, Davis, Garcia, all these fights are going to be fantastic. But I'm glad to know that that one's finalized. Let me ask you something. You know, Tank Davis has had his his uh, day in court uh, recently, um, and uh, they're talking about Ryan Garcia. Uh, actually having a put up on him. Uh, what's your thought on that one? Put up on him as far as the fight? Yeah. You know, I watched yesterday, I watched the uh, the face-off and everything that was said and done and just the, the body language and things like that, which, you know, to some people it may not mean much to me. I'm pretty good at verse, you know, judging people's characters and stuff, um, the way that they conduct themselves. But first of all, Take Davis was late to the face-off to the meeting as it was. It got called out mm-hmm. on it by Bernard Hopkins. Um, I to answer your question, after watching that and really thinking about what Bernard said on the show a couple months back, because I was leaning on Tank Davis to win the fight, but after the face-off and what I've seen and the condition that they're both in and who looked more prepared for this fight. And then it could go either way. They're both undefeated. I got to lean on Garcia on this one. I think Tate Davis Mm -hmm. is going to have a little bit more than he bargained for on this fight. Mm -hmm. Jack. Um, Caden, what do you think uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, uh, Francois Francis Nagano as uh, that's um, being set up. I'm I'm going to say this, you know, I, I saw uh, a proposition 
uh, from Deontay Wilder actually. It was posted on Twitter. He said, uh, "Francis, let's let's sign a two-fight contract. First fight, boxing. Second fight, let's mm-hmm. take it to the octagon." I respect mm-hmm. the hell out of that. Most boxers Absolutely. would just say, "Come get your bag. Come get more money than you've ever made in your MMA career. Fight me in boxing." Lose embarrassed, embar- get embarrassed by Deontay Wilder, most likely knocked out, and take your bag and run home. And, and Deontay Wilder for coming out and, and actually saying, you know, I'll fight you in MMA, to me, speaks, speaks miles. It, it, it speaks so much to mm-hmm. the, not, I think the, just the integrity of, of, of this fight and of the bronze bomber and, and and what he's willing to do to make to make his win over anybody more decisive, you know. And if they were to do that, I I I'm gonna lean on a knockout in both fights. Somebody's getting knocked out. You can't have the two most explosive knockout artists on the entire planet without somebody getting knocked out. Somebody's going to sleep. It's, it's gonna happen whether it's Francis in the first fight and Deontay in the second. The only problem I have with a two-fight contract is when the boxer wins the boxing match and the MMA fighter wins the MMA match, what do you do for the, se- what do you do for the, the third fight, the equalizer? Are you just going to leave it at 1-1? So that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. where I draw a blank. And mm-hmm. I'll I tell you what, like, two huge paydays. Mm-hmm. Two massive paydays. It's, it's going to be more of you know, Francis is probably going to make more in that one boxing fight than he's ever made in his entire MMA career, ever, in one fight. It was the same yeah. thing with Conor when Conor fought Floyd. He made more in one night than he did in his entire MMA career, which is pretty insane when you think about it. I mm-hmm. think the uh, Wilder and Nagano would be a bigger fight than uh, the than the others that they've had. I think this one just seems to stand out more because you know, like Cade said, there's going to be a knockout. Somebody's going down for sure. Mm-hmm. Bob? And yeah. Um, well, I was going to answer Caden's question with a two-fight contract. If it's, you know, one boxing and then one uh, MMA uh, and it's both, it goes one and one, then they, it's beer pong. They they meet at beer pong to for the decision maker. Um, that's how they. Uh, that's how they, they. They get the best two out of three. I respect that. I mm-hmm. respect. Competitive mm-hmm. beer pong. Okay. Okay. What What do you think? Let's ask uh, another one on that line. Uh, Peter Yan tonight has a, a pretty tough fight. What's your thought on that? Bob, go ahead, Caden. Oh, on on me. Peter Yen is a specimen. Yeah. Peter Yen is is done uh, phenomenal in in the career. Peter Pan. Peter Yen was uh, a champ. Peter Yen uh, lost uh, his belt to um, I think Alamein Sterling uh, for throwing an illegal knee. Um, Peter Yen is uh, a beast, but this guy coming up uh, is also very well respected and very good. So it will be a very explosive and action-packed fight, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, 
I, uh, I definitely agree with that. You really can't go wrong with any of these fighters. Julian is coming off of losing his belt in a uh, three-fight uh, trilogy with Aljamain Sterling. The first one was kind of a, you know undecisive win. Actually, I think it was a two-fight. I don't know. Um, but the first one was kind of an indecisive win because of that whole uh, disqualification because Pierre Young was absolutely dominating Aljamain Sterling, and he definitely would have won that fight without a doubt if it wasn't for that el- if it wasn't for that that, uh, that that grounded knee that illegal grounded knee he threw. But you know, this this fight this fighter he's going up now a lot of people don't know about him Marab Dishravelli and. He's fought names all over the UFC. His his most recent win was over Jose Aldo in a three-fight war, which was actually Jose Aldo's last fight. And you know I had to tune in because Jose Aldo is my guy. And mm-hmm. I, I was I was completely dumbfounded when I watched that fight. I've never seen a fighter shut out Jose Aldo like Marab shut out Jose Aldo. And you can talk about the Conor fight, but... To me, that's not really a good comparison because Connor didn't really dominate him. He just knocked him the hell out, and that wasn't mm-hmm. really a fight. But that that uh, Marab Dishravelli fight was was something else. It was a three round war, and Jose Aldo got dominated. And I was it was not a happy night. I was not a happy camper for 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 the rest of the week. Until we had a redemption fight, the next week I, I was happy about it. I forget which one it was, but it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. we, again, he fought other massive names like John Dodson and Marlon Marlon Moraes. I'm pretty sure he fought more Marlon Moraes last year. Just an, it's still an experienced fighter that a lot of people don't know about, who's kind of making a title run right now, or he is making a title run right now. And this is his biggest test yet. Uh, last, his last fight mm-hmm. was his biggest test against Jose Aldo. And now he's coming into an actual mm-hmm. experienced, war-ready fighter like Piotr Jan. He's going to be pound for pound, probably the most intelligent striker in the game right now. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't credit him for how good of a fighter he is just because of his last two losses to Aljamain Sterling. People don't mm-hmm. really know that Piotr Jan is still that guy. He's still so, so dangerous. And I'm not going to count him out in this fight, which is why I still have Piotr winning, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be as distant as a lot of people think it is going to be. Marab's mm-hmm. a hard, hard fighter. He's a hard-nosed fighter who, who puts his head down, goes to work, and usually comes out on top. It's, it's a very odd day when he loses. And let me check, let me check if he's lost yet. Yeah. I don't think he's okay. – uh, he, he he's lost four times yet. He's lost four times. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely going to be a hard fight for each fighter. But I still got Peter Young coming out on top just because of more, you know, more uh, experience in, in the sport overall. Okay. Hey, Tony, we finally got the uh, the uh, Earl Spence, uh, Terrence Crawford thing on the online right now. All they're doing is negotiation uh, – Negotiating the, uh, the split on the uh, purse. Um, how did that fight? What's your thoughts on that one? Did you say Spence and Crawford, or where yeah, was Spence it? Crawford. Uh, Crawford. I I just hope yeah. it happens because what I was going to say earlier is 
uh, other than this Brian Garcia and Tank Davis fight, that's the next big one that we want to see. And I don't care how they have to do it. I don't care what the purse is. I don't care what they got to do. I want to see that fight. Yeah. And I'm. it's going to be damn good. It's going to be hard to choose. I mean, that's just one of those that it's going to be borderline. Somebody's going to win, you know, just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm, I'm going to put my money on Spence. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let me ask you another one while I get you there. Uh, Anthony Joshua and Jermaine uh, Franklin, April 1st at the O2 in uh, London. Uh, I don't really care for Anthony Joshua anymore, to be honest with you. I, I, I expect him I expect them to lose the fight one way or another, whether it's by knockout or, uh, you know, decision, whatever. But I don't expect mm-hmm. him. I think his days are pretty much about done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Bob, uh, uh, we talked about uh, Sip Myoshik uh, uh, the last couple of weeks. Now he's finally going to get his chance at John Jones. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? Steepy's phenomenal. Steepy was champ. Steepy, uh, I was all on the Steepy train when he was uh, uh, champion. Um, and he's a pretty dang good, well-rounded fighter as well. Uh, and so, uh, like Caden said earlier, I think uh, Steepy's going to give Jones a harder challenge than Cyril Gaon did. So, being the more well-rounded fighter. And, um uh, yeah, just like everything Caden said earlier, um, you know, unfortunately, Jones is Jones, um, so it'll probably go his way. But uh, Steepy right now, I think, is is maybe the best one in this division to give Jones uh, a chance or, uh, or or have a chance at Jones other than Alexander Volkov because that, that, he's, like, so tall. That'll be a cool fight when that happens. He just fought and won against Alexander Romanov, um, and Volkov's just huge. But um, I'm sure Jones will be able to cut him down as well. So, um, Stevie, you know, I'm, I again, you know, if we're going for character, I like Stevie's character better than Jones, but Jones is pretty much the GOAT at this point. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Completely, completely agree with you on everything you said. And, you know, when it comes to Stephanie's wrestling, he's not the best wrestler, but he's wrestled a hell of a lot more than Cyril Gaon has. I'll tell you that. (laughs) He's definitely a hell of a lot better wrestler than Cyril Gaon. And, you know, that isn't saying a lot because I think there is so many wrestlers in un- even in unranked heavyweight, unranked heavyweights that could probably beat Cyril Gaon in a wrestling match, and you guys are talking about, uh, you guys are talking about uh, Joshua, and how his his reign is kind of over, and you kind of just expect him to go out there and lose now. That's what I feel like when I watch Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon coming up was the man. I thought he was going to go out there and whoop Francis Ngannou. I don't know if you guys remember the build-up to that fight. I was on the Cyril Gaon train all the way. I really thought I was all in. I put all my chips in on Cyril Gaon. I thought he would go in there and get the W because he's just a, such a, a strong, decisive, and athletic, probably the most athletic UFC fighter on the UFC, uh, UFC roster. 
But if you can't capitalize on your wrestling, which is now becoming probably the biggest part of MMA, then you're not going to be a good MMA fighter. I don't care how good your stand-up is. If you can't wrestle, you're not going to be good. Not in this day and age and, and, and uh, this age in, in, the, in the state of this sport now. But moving on to Stepan Jocic and, and John Jones. John's going to go in there and wrap all of them. That, that's what I'm going to say. It's, 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 I don't see it going in the championship rounds. It's, I know it's going to be a main card. There's no way it's not going to be a main card. It's John Jones versus Stepan Jocic. Yeah, it's John Jones. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a main card. But you know, if it's if it's really if really anything's going to happen, you know, I, I really I, I really expect a decisive win again of John Jones. That it, it would be uh it would bring my heart joy because I'm, I'm a massive John Jones fan. Okay. Um. Hey Bob, what about Leon uh, Leon Edwards uh, versus uh, Kamara Usman? Can that be put together? And if it was, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, they're going to put that together. That that's uh, uh, that's going to be what is it? The trilogy? No, yeah, it'll be the trilogy um, because Leon's champ. He got the the, the amazing uh, knockout. I use that now uh, as uh, a teaching tool in in my uh, my kickboxing classes. I'm like, you better stay in that turtle or stay with your guard up. You know, when your head comes out of your hands, it's 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 in a, it, it's it's dangerous. It's it's and Usman is as phenomenal as he was. That's why you know it was making me laugh earlier. Caden was talking. Me and Caden have eaten so much crow on this show um, because yeah. that's what I love about MMA. It, it's yeah, you need to and and Caden saying wrestling is, is pivotal. It is. And and I, I had the worst takedown defense of anybody in the UFC when I when I competed. I was okay from my back and I like to stand up and fight, but if I couldn't stop the wrestler's shot, I was done. And that's pretty much uh was was my bane. And um so the uh Yeah, the, you you've gotta be well rounded. But the thing is with the fighting, you can be the greatest wrestler in the world and one punch. You could be a Carmen Usman and dominate five rounds, and then in the last, you know, 30 seconds or a minute of the round, get a head kick, and it all go the other way. That's what I love about this sport. It just no one person can stay on top forever because you have to be so well-rounded. And, and mm-hmm. so you always have that strength chance, and that's what I love about, mm-hmm. about this, this sport is, you know, we, we so many times, I mean, we, we didn't talk about it yet, but uh, the the Valentina Shevchenko lo- losing, which, again, me and me and uh, Caden are both eating crow on that one, to Alexa Grasso. You, you know, it's, it's this, this, this game is just so ever-changing. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, love, I love what you said uh, about, you know, it just takes time. Everyone's time comes where you can't stay on top of this sport forever. And that's that's really the reason why Khabib was undefeated. He had nine fights in the UFC. He he had I think three title defenses in total. But when you when you fight your full career, especially in in, in any combat sports or in any sport, period. 
there's going to be that one fighter, that one guy, that one team that you're just not ready for, you know, and and maybe it's a maybe it's a girl or guy or team that you counted out, that you cast it aside, and that you weren't really ready for. I was watching the Cody Garbrandt fight, and towards the end of that fight, you know, it was a dominant win by Cody Garbrandt, but you could see he took his foot off the gas for one round. Scratch that. He took, his, he, foot off the, he took his foot off the gas for two minutes, and he started getting his butt whooped in those last two minutes of that fight. I was thinking he was going to get knocked out. In that Kamaru Usman fight, he had pedal to the metal, foot on the accelerator, all the way down through the floorboard the entire fight on Leon Edwards, and he was dominating him. Right, except for that that one that one first round takedown that was kind of cast inside. But other than that, you know, it was a dominant win by 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 Usman. But he takes his foot off for a split second, and that one punch will find you. In this instant, it was it was a kick. It was a it was a beautifully timed fake jab, head kick. left yeah. head kick, straight to the cranium that he wasn't even looking at. When he got knocked out, his eyes were still open. It was the freakiest thing ever. And it, it, there's always that one thing that will surprise you in this sport, and that's why you'll never get old. And in my opinion, that's why MMA is the fastest-growing sport on the planet right now. A lot of people are just getting into it and, and realizing how much, you know, how, how good of a sport and how entertaining and how, you know, just change, you know, how changing, you know, always changing this game is, this this beautiful game we, we've come to love so and, you know, Bob, I'm sure you can attest to this. That's why we love it, because it, it's always changing. It's never the same. It'll always find some way to surprise you, and it'll never change. It'll, it'll always be like that. No. You know what I mean? So there will definitely be a, 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 a trilogy between Usman and uh, oh, yeah. Edwards, to get back to the original Thank question. There, there will definitely be that, that trilogy, and that will be hyped, and we will all be bragging and talking and waiting for that one. And what I really want to see is a card in Nigeria. I want to see a fight card in Nigeria because last time, I believe when Leon Edwards knocked him out, it was in England. So what they should do right. is do a fight in Nigeria, get mainly Nigerian fighters on the card. If if Francis was still fighting, that would be amazing. He would be That'd a perfect be cool. candidate for this. You know, and especially Israel Adesanya too have a, have a multi you know three championship fights on one card. It's only been done one time in UFC history, and it was crazy because every single champion lost that night. That was when Rose Namajunas right. became champion over uh, Jonah. Jonah Jonah's years there. Right. If they were to do that again in Nigeria, that would be record breaking. There would be so many, so many not only people there, but so many people viewing, and just a big step forward in the sport. It, it would it would be great, you know. I I think Nigeria is such a you know it, it's an open place to do that card. It's it's not really thought of either. You know, I see a lot of people posting about it, but you know, not a lot of action done on it. You know, I think that's a, that's a really cool idea to to have that fight be in you know at least someplace in Africa because Leon had the home field advantage there in his own city. You know what I mean? Least you can do is that for Usman have his own crowd behind him. Right. Hey Bob, what what did you? Um, yeah, Tony, rather. I'm sorry. What did you think about uh, Figueroa uh, in his uh, win over uh, 
Jared Hall last week. Jared Hurd? Hurd. I, I I was shocked he beat Hurd, but uh, he's a bad dude. I mean, you know, it was another one that you just tossed the dice on that. But uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was underdog in that fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jared Hurd's a monster. Just probably had an off night, but yeah, I think he stopped mm-hmm. him in uh, what the tenth round or something where they uh, where they stopped it. Yeah, the tenth round. Tenth round, yeah, they uh, he busted him up pretty good. So uh, doctor came in and called it quits. So yeah, yeah, there's another one coming up that uh, I'm keeping an eye on is uh, David Benavides uh, versus Kale Plant. Uh, the end of the month, oh. three twenty-five. That's another one. That's the third one. So we've got yeah. the Tank Davis fight, which I can't wait for that. We've got the uh, Benavides fight, which I can't wait for that. And if Errol Spence and Crawford get their shit together, then we are going to have one hell of a next couple of months, some good fights. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think the, the Tank Davis and uh, uh, Garcia fight, is opening up, like they even said in the press card, it's opening up doors now. Instead of waiting all these years for this stuff that everyone wants to see all these fights and then they, some of them never come to fruition, um, these two are setting the pace to get all these fighters to, you know, let's get it on. Forget the contracts, the crap. Who's the best? Let's put them in the ring. Let's fight. May the best man win. Okay. Kane, what do you think of Bilal Muhammad teasing uh, Kobe Covington for a fight? You know, that's definitely uh, not off the table, especially because Bilal just moved into top five in that division. Right. And Kobe's always looking for a high-profile fight. But in terms of the highest profile that is available to him right now, I think his best bet would be to go try and fight Hamza. That would be a great mm-hmm. test for Hamza. Um, definitely a great test for Kobe, too, because you, you really can't count him out. But mm-hmm. it, we would definitely you – know, a lot of people were talking about how the Gilbert Burns fight was the make-or-break fight for for Hamza. And we know that Hamza mm-hmm. can do it now. We know he can get mm-hmm. it done in the top flight of his class. But – that was to prove mm-hmm. himself if he was good, if he had the stuff. But mm-hmm. if he fights, if he fights Kobe, when or when he fights Kobe, it's going to be about not only legacy, but are you mm-hmm. an elite fighter? Are you a championship ready fighter? And that is what the Kobe Covington fight is going to be if he fights someone like Hamza Orbelau. Are you a championship ready? You know, are you a championship ready fighter? You know what I mean. Do you have the stuff that makes that, that champions are made out of? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bob. Yeah, as far as uh, Covington, Covington never disappears. He's always, you know, trash talking and stuff, and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he'll never go. But I, I pretty much agree with what Caden said. I mean, Hazmat, that'd be a good test. Kobe Covington's gonna. I, I think he's going to just stay around for a while, uh, you know, in the top five yeah, uh, for a while, maybe drop to the top, you know, seven. Um, and he's going to be eventually a stepping stone. I don't think he's going to have what it takes to be champ. 
Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, guys, we're just about up on our time here. I want to thank everybody for coming in and uh, carrying the uh, the ball and, and every week. And, your preparedness is above uh, any reproach that anybody could ever say. If you listen to all the uh, uh, paid stations around here, you would never get as much information every, over a week that you guys put into an hour. So I want to thank you for that. And Bob, you want to lead us out? Sure. Great talking uh, with you guys again this week. Uh, Tony, Caden, uh, Miss and Ty, and Vito. Um, but uh, Frank always putting it together. Great week, getting ready for the Peter Yawn. And we're outside right now. It's about to start. So everyone have a great week. Be blessed. Keep those uh, chins down and eyes up. Okay, Tony. Another great week. Appreciate you guys having me on again. And um, glad to be part of the group. I'm going to watch me a little bit of live PD here for a little bit. And then I think we're going to kick on the boxing match for the night. Nice. Nice. Yep, it was an absolutely great fight uh, and great week for for MMA and you know combat sports in general. And I, I hope everyone has a great night and an even better week. And make sure y'all stay in tune for the the Peter Yan and uh, Marab Dishravelli fight that is tonight. And I'm pretty sure it's coming on very soon, if not coming on right as I speak. So they're announcing them right now. Yeah. Announcing them right now. Okay, everyone have a great night, yeah. and it was an amazing show, amazing, amazing time talking with y'all again. And I'll definitely be on next time. Uh, see y'all later. Okay, thanks, Steve. Okay, again, I want to thank everybody for being on with us and and all the the uh, uh, listeners. We really appreciate our listeners. As you know, uh, March first we started our 19th year, and we couldn't do it without all you, you great folks out there. We really appreciate it. Um, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation for the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women Police and Fire Services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please let them know you know they're there. These are very tough times for gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen in, in uniform. A handshake, a wink, a wink, or anything you want to do uh, is really appreciated. These programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis. Patrolman Jeffrey Kolkak, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, <laughs> Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Chris LeVake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman and Officer Christian, Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Longbow Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pine Alice County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chris Myers, Polk County Sheriff's Department. 
and Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald, Philadelphia Sheriff's Department and Temple Police Department. My brothers and sisters, will you be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hands. Good night. God bless. Happy St. Patty's Day.
Paul Eunice be advised, 1999, to his last emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed. Thank you.